Hello and welcome to Training in Japan, the podcast that covers all things trains and travel in the land of the rising sun. I'm your host, Karun, and I'm glad to have you tuning in for this episode. Last episode, I continued our journey exploring the private railway companies in the Kanto region of Japan, with Odakyu and Tokyu being discussed. Today will be the third part of our deep dive into the private railway industry, this time with Keio and Seibu. As always, I'll then be finishing up by going over some travel locations on these lines that I highly recommend you visit. Another monster episode is here, so let's... Begin. First up on the agenda is the Keio Corporation or Keio Tetsuro Kabushigaisha in Japanese. It connects western Tokyo, places like Hachioji, Chofu, and Tama, with Sagamihara in Kanagawa Prefecture, and its terminal station is located in Shinjuku. The company was founded in 1905 in the form of its earliest predecessor, Japan Electric Railways, who then applied to have rail lines constructed in parts of western Tokyo. In 1906, the company rebranded into the Musashi Electric Railway and began constructing the what is now Keio Line. But you may be thinking, wasn't the Musashi Electric Railway also the predecessor of Tokyo? And、uh, you would be correct. Due to the conflicting names, the company rebranded again in 1910 to the Keio Electric Tramway and began its first rail operation between Sasazaka and Chofu stations in 1913. By 1923, the main trunk of Keio's railways running between Shinjuku and Hachioji had been completed, and the first branch line, the Goryo Line, was opened in 1931, operating between Kitano and Goryo Mae stations. Like a majority of the private railways in the Kanto region, however, the Second World War saw the forced acquisition of Keio by the government in order to be absorbed by the Dai Tokyu Rail Conglomerate. During this period, the Goryeo line was deemed unnecessary and services were suspended. As a result, the ballast, overhead wiring, and rails were taken to be used for the war effort, with the line to be only partially restored in 1967 as part of the Takao line. Unlike Odakyu, Tokyu, and Keikyu, which were given independence again after the war, Keio and a much smaller operator, the Taito Electric Railway, were seen as the weakest two links as part of the Daitokyu and were deemed the most likely to fail once becoming independent again. Reasons for this included the rail industry in Japan had been devastated during the war, along with Keio infrastructure being either used for the war effort or destroyed in air raids. This was seen as a major issue because both Keio and Taito own lines that service growing residential areas, and the success of these two rail companies needed to be guaranteed. So, to avoid a scenario where both could go bankrupt, the Daitokyu forcibly merged the two operators together in 1947 to officially form the Keio Taito Electric Railway, which was also granted independence. With this merger, Keio now also owned the Inokashihara Line, formerly operated by Taito, and this ran between Shibuya and Kichijoji in Tokyo's west. After its turbulent beginnings, the Keio Taito Electric Railway managed to stabilize itself and slowly expanded in the 1950s and 60s, with the construction of the Keibajo Line, Dobutsuen Line, and the aforementioned Takao Line. 
1978, the Keio New Line began operation, and in 1980, a through service to the Toei Shinjuku Subway Line commenced. In 1998, the company officially dropped the Taito part of its name and rebranded as the Keio Electric Railway, or Keio Dentetsu, the moniker which is seen now. Today, Keio operates a total of 7 lines across 88.3 kilometers of track and 69 stations, with a daily ridership of 1.85 million people, making it the 7th busiest railway operator in the Tokyo region. Now let's get on to some of Keio's key lines. Like a majority of private railways, Keio has one main trunk line with multiple others branching off it. The first line is the Keio Main Line, or simply the Keio Line, which runs between Shinjuku and Hachioji in the western parts of Tokyo, and as mentioned before, was the first line to be opened and operated by the company in 1913. In total, it is 37.9 kilometers in length, has a daily ridership of roughly 1.3 million passengers, and the trains running on the line operate at an average speed of 110 kilometers per hour, making it one of the faster lines in the Tokyo region. Another thing to take note is that the Keio line is infamous for its large amounts of level crossings and only two tracks between Sazazaka and Sangawa stations, making it one of the highest congested sections of rail in Tokyo, with many trains during the rush hour only operating as close as one minute apart. To solve these issues, many of the level crossings are being removed and constructing a quadruple segment of track has been suggested. But the next key line for Keio is the Inokashihara line, connecting Shibuya Station to Kichijoji Station. Even though it is owned and operated by the Keio Electric Railway, it is actually not physically connected to the rest of its rail network, but you can transfer at Mei Daimai Station, and it also employs a different rail gauge too. The reason for this is because it wasn't actually constructed by Keio, but it was built by the Taito Electric Railway, which was merged together with Keio as discussed earlier. While not as busy as the Keio line, the Inokashihara line has a daily ridership of just under 550,000 passengers and connects two popular residential and commercial locations of Tokyo together. But moving away from all things Keio and onto our next railway, Seibu. The earliest traces of Seibu as a company can be dated back to 1912 with the founding of the Musashino Railway. However, the oldest line under Seibu's operation, the Hongkawagoe Line, later known as the Shinjuku Line, was first opened in 1895 by the Kawagoe Railway. 1915 saw the Musashino Railway open its Ikebukuro Hano Line, marking the first iteration of the current day Seibu Ikebukuro Line. In 1920, the Kawagoe Railway was absorbed by an electric company and was rebranded as Seibu Railway. However, this Seibu was a different company to the one that exists now, and to avoid confusion, it will now be known as Old Seibu. The 1920s and 30s saw the Musashino Railway and Old Seibu become competitors to see which operator could dominate the Musashino region, an area of Kanto that primarily is made up of western Tokyo and southern Saitama. During this period, both railroads expanded their operations through various means, with the Musashino Railway double-tracking and electrifying its railroads, while Old Seibu began opening new lines within the region. 
Both companies were evenly matched until 1939, when Ikebukuro started to develop into a large transportation hub, giving a significant advantage to the Musashino Railway. Meanwhile, a real estate agent by the name of Yasujiro Tsutsumi, who owned and developed resorts located at popular holidaying spots like Hakone and Karuizawa, started getting into the railway sector in order to bolster his thriving real estate business. He gained the management rights to the Musashino Railway and then was appointed the president of the old Sabre Railway. Having become the owner of both companies, Tsutsumi merged the two together in 1945 but kept the Seibu name and thus the current form of Seibu Railway Company or Seibu Tetsuro Kabushigaicha was born. It is also interesting to take note that the Tokyo owner Keito Goto had an intense personal rivalry with Tsutsumi at this time and attempted to block the merger, albeit unsuccessfully. Now having a large influence over the Musashino region, the newly formed Seibu's priority was improving passenger capacity on its trains and developing tourism services, culminating with operations to the Chichibu region of Saitama Prefecture launching in 1969 and the development of the company's flagship express train, the Red Arrow Express, that very same year. The Red Arrow Express became the symbol of Seibu, similar to how the romance car symbolized Odakyu, with the train running services to Seibu's flagship destination of Chichibu, direct from Ikebukuro. Finally, in 1987, the company decided to move its headquarters from Ikebukuro to Tokorozawa in Saitama Prefecture, where the operator's two main trunk lines meet. Today, Seibu operates 176.6 kilometers of track spread out across 12 different lines, including one people mover line, and 92 stations with a daily ridership of 1.81 million people. And that brings us to the key line segment of the episode for Seibu. Since Seibu historically is a combination of two railway companies during the first half of the 20th century, it actually has two trunk lines, with each one containing their own branches. These two lines are the Ikebukuro line and the Shinjuku line, with the two intersecting at Tokorozawa station as mentioned previously. The Ikebukuro line, as the name suggests, originates from Ikebukuro Station and terminates at Agano Station. However, the Chichibu line is essentially an extension of it and continues onwards to Seibu Chichibu Station. The Ikebukuro line proper, not including the Chichibu extension, is 57.8 kilometers in length and has three branch lines, with one of them, the Seibu Yurakucho line, acting as a bypass onto the Tokyo Metro Fukutoshin and Yurakucho lines, allowing for through services onto those particular networks. The other trunk line, the Shinjuku line, begins at Seibu Shinjuku Station, which is roughly a five-minute walk from Shinjuku Station proper, and ends at Hong Kawagoe Station in the city of Kawagoe, with a total length of 47.5 kilometers. Out of the two main trunk lines, the Shinjuku line has a higher daily ridership, 100,000 more than the Ikebukuro line. However, its counterpart is actually the more crowded of the two, with an operating capacity of 159%, compared to the Shinjuku line's 156%. It is also interesting to note that the Seibu Shinjuku line is one of the few commuter lines, excluding JR lines, in the Tokyo region that doesn't offer through services onto a Tokyo Metro network or another rail company. 
But that's enough railway talk for one episode. It's time to get into the travel segment and this week I've got two great locations for you to check out, accessible either via the Keio or Cebu Railway Networks. First up, another personal favorite of mine, and that is Mount Takao, located to the west of Tokyo. This mountain offers an excellent break from the hustle and bustle of Tokyo, and is excellent for having a day out and relaxing. If you're like me and prefer hiking, you can climb to the summit of the mountain in an hour or so with a myriad of different trails available, each containing a variety of great sights to see. If you prefer not to overexert yourself, you can catch a chairlift or cable car halfway up, for a fee of course, and walk the rest of the way. On the way up, you'll be able to get a glimpse of the Yakuin Temple, as well as the chance to enter the nearby Monkey Park too. Of course, at the summit of this mountain, you can get breathtaking views of the Tokyo Metropolis, including Yokohama, in addition to Mount Fuji, weather permitting, of course. When you're done on the mountain, you can visit the Keio Takao-san Onsen Gokurakuyu at the base to relax yourself in some pristine waters. There is even the Takao 599 Museum right around the corner, dedicated to showcasing the ecology of the Takao area and is also free entry. To get to Takao, simply take the Keio line from Shinjuku Station as it offers a direct 50-minute train ride to Takao-san Guchi Station. From there, simply start hiking. If you want to explore even more mountainous regions, then Chichibu might pique your interest, containing hiking opportunities, shrines to look at, festivals to experience, and tranquil parks to take a nice break at. Some shrines I recommend you go and see are the Mitsumine Shrine, located in the forested mountains and takes about three hours to hike to, but offers some great scenery along the way, or you can take a bus from Chichibu instead, while the Chichibu Shrine is a good alternative for those not looking for a hiking trip or wanting to travel too far. If you happen to be in the area around April-May, then go and check out Hitsujiyama Park, famous for its moss pink fields that bloom during the spring and is a great place to have a picnic on the weekend. But if you travel in the winter, you can check out the Chichibu Night Festival, which is considered as one of the top three festivals in Japan to feature floats, so definitely give it a look. The festival usually takes place on December 2nd and 3rd every year, so remember to pack your winter clothes. To get to Chichibu, catch a train from Ikebukuro Station on the Seibu-Ikebukuro line to Seibu-Chichibu Station with a transfer at Hano Station along the way, and the entire journey takes little over an hour and a half. Alternatively, you can also ride the Red Hour Express directly to Chichibu without the need for any transfers. Seibu does also offer special passes for visitors heading to Chichibu, which can be purchased at Ikebukuro Station. And that concludes this episode of Training in Japan. I certainly enjoyed discovering Keio and Seibu, and I hope you did too. Next episode will be the final part of our deep dive into the private railway industry in Kanto, with Tobu, the king of private railways in these parts, getting its chance to shine. If you want updates on episodes, travel tips, or train news, follow the show on Twitter at Training in Japan or on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you down the line.